0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited for today's episode with Lindsay Silberman. She has this awesome company, Hotel Lobby Candle, and she just has a really interesting story. Her and her husband are married for six or seven years now and have decided not to have kids. And I just feel like this perspective is not heard often. And it's often like silence, like, oh, you can't go against society and not have kids. And as someone who personally does want kids, I think that it was really interesting to hear the other side of it. I still want kids, but I'm intrigued by Lindsay's perspective. And I'm really excited for you to hear it. Before we get into that, I'll give you a little life update over here. So about a week ago, so by the time this comes out two weeks ago, Steven, he herniated a disc and I'm sure you're listening being like, Oh my God, that happened to my dad. That happened to my cousin. And it is pretty common, but the way that it happened for him is like really bad, like potentially needing surgery bad. And Steven, like when he has a cold, he'll like play into it. Like, you know, most boys do, but he never like plays into like being in pain ever, you know? And so I knew something was really wrong. And I was like, you know, really concerned. Luckily he went to Mount Sinai. He went to go see like a doctor there and he got a, an MRI by the way, I didn't even realize how awful MRIs are. I thought I had had one. I'm still convinced that I've had one at one point in my life, but they are not fun. And like his MRI, he had to do some like, like some dye, like put some dye in his body and like throw an IV. And it's just like a, it's a situation. So if you have to get MRIs regularly, or if you've gotten an MRI, I feel for you. And he went to get this MRI. He got this you know, he got the MRI and he has a really badly herniated disc, like in his lower back. And so he has basically been incapacitated, like has not been able to move. And so I was like, okay, maybe like, you know, if we go out to my parents' house, like we can just relax and like he doesn't have to move. And so I drove us, usually he drives, but I drove us out last weekend and we were just like living our life. And all of a sudden on Saturday, he was like, I need to go to the hospital. Like basically he thought that if you feel like numbing after like post being diagnosed for having a herniated disc, it could mean that you mean that you need emergency surgery. So we were like getting ready to go to dinner with my parents And it was about 6 p.m. on Saturday. And he was like, I need to go to the hospital now. Like, I'm freaking out. I think I need emergency surgery. And I was like, oh, my God. So I drove straight. Like, we got in the car and we drove straight to the hospital in New York City. And it was a Saturday night. Saturday night at the hospital, by the way, highly do not recommend. You see some things that you will never emotionally recover from. But we go, and because he needs to get an MRI again, we end up spending eight hours at the hospital. We got there around 8.30. We left at, like, 3.45, 4. It was crazy. But, like, you know, obviously, as always, we have to find some humor in the chaos. As we were waiting to get the MRI, they did, like, you know, some blood work and they did some pre MRI kind of testing. And one of those tests is a rectal exam because he had feeling, he was feeling like numbness in his groin area. And like his back is like, you know, the herniated disc is like in the lower back. They had to do like a rectal exam And that means basically they take their fingers and they put them up your asshole and I'm in the room and I'm like dying because all I want to do is make a joke because like, I have never personally been let up, you know, his butthole and it's been like a point of contention. (laughs) Like, I'm like, no, you'll love it. Let me do it. And he's like, absolutely not. So when they said, you know, we have to do a rectal exam and put, like, put our fingers up there, basically. I was beaming. I was like, oh my God, you know, he's going to love this. And then he's going to, like, beg me for it in the future. And... we just like kept making these jokes. Like he was like, you set this up. Like, cause it was like these three attractive nurses who were like doing the exam. And he's like, you're loving this. Like, this is too much. Like, this is a setup. This isn't, this can't be real. And he thought it was going to be like the worst thing ever. And I will say to my credit for potentially being able to take these steps in the future, he was like, it wasn't as horrible as I thought it would be. And obviously, I was very inappropriate. God, I hope my in laws aren't listening. But I was like, Did you come? (laughs) And he was like, No, are you kidding me? I didn't end up making any jokes because I didn't want to like sexualize the nurses who were just like doing their job and doing it very well. But it was a hilarious experience for me. Finally, he ended up getting the MRI. We were like, you know, like destitute. We were so, it was like a horrible situation. All I had was a pack of Entenmann's donuts, which I'd gotten from the gas station, which by the way, still slap, but I was like starving. We actually, we did stop at McDonald's on the way home. And that was like the highlight of my life. But it was just, it was a shitty situation that I don't wish upon anybody. And we were there forever. We finally got the MRI And then we waited like another two hours for the doctor to like be available to like review the MRI. Keep in mind, this is like now 3 a.m. So like hard to get a doctor to review an MRI at 3 a.m. And we're waiting. We're like, Oh my God, is he going to need this emergency surgery? And you know, it's really scary and it's very emotional. And finally he got the results and for some reason It had showed that nothing had changed and the numbness was possibly just a result of like being in pain from what had happened. And even though like Steven was convinced, like, no, it's definitely gotten worse. You know, at that point, there's nothing we can do. You can't tell a doctor like, no, they're wrong. We need, you know, to fix this. So we went home and unfortunately it's now Tuesday, July 11th, like it's just gotten worse. And he went in yesterday to get, so like two days after us being in the hospital to get an epidural, which is really interesting because I thought that the only people who got epidurals were people in labor, but no men and any, anyone in in pain can get an epidural. But unfortunately he hasn't felt any relief from the epidural either. So keep Stephen in your prayers. I really hope that he feels better soon. It's like really hard when you have to wait on your partner And very humbling because like he usually gets me water and you know, now I'm just doing, doing it all and I'm happy to be doing it all because I want him to be okay. I want him to feel good again, but it's hard. And obviously, you know, we can't have sex during this time. So, you know, it's, it's not an ideal situation, but I think first and foremost, I just want him to feel good and this was probably an overshare that he's going to kill me for, but he did say I could talk about it. So I don't know. Maybe that was too, too vague of him to give me, to give me the okay. Anyway, if you're asking for an update on the feet pics, they still have not been sent. I'm not downloading cash app. I don't believe in those apps. I think they're BS, but the offer still stands for the guy. If you're listening now, and I'm really excited for you to hear Lindsay and can't wait to hear what you think. Sometimes I swear I'm going through menopause because I literally will wake up in the middle of the night sweating my ass off, like sweating so profusely. And then I wanna throw the covers at Steven, but like it's not his fault. It's not his fault. And I've been dealing with this for a while. And then finally we got an email that Brooklinen wanted to partner with the podcast. And I was like, thank God I can switch up my sheets. Thank God. Brooklinen, since we have gotten these sheets, has been amazing. I am not waking up with crazy night sweats anymore. And Brooklinen is here to help you swap out your winter warm sheets for those easy breezy comfort with their award-winning sheets and home essentials. Brooklyn was founded by husband and wife duo Rich and Vicky in 2014. Their mission is to provide their customers with hotel quality luxury bedding delivered directly to your door at a fair price. And by the way, we love things related to hotels because of our guests There's a reason that the internet is obsessed with Brooklinen. And you know, there's no such thing as the perfect sleep. You still might wake up in the middle of the night, but at least you'll have their ideal fabric for every kind of sleeper. You can cool off with their crisp classic per cow weave or try their best-selling buttery smooth luxe satin sheets. I have to say, I have been seeing these ads for a while and I was like, how great can these sheets be? And they're pretty amazing. I am loving it. And I love a luxury sheet. Everything luxury should begin in your bed. Like sleep is the most important thing ever. And I know people say that all the time, like health and wellness people, but it actually is so true. So shop in store or online at brooklinen.com today to give yourself the cooling sleep that you deserve this summer. You can use our promo code ACME for $20 off of your online purchase of $100 or more plus free shipping on brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Use promo code ACME for $20 off plus free shipping so that they know we sent you. I had the most fun last night at my grandpa's 90th birthday, feeling so grateful that he has made it to 90. And one of the best things that I did last night was I have a single cousin. He's adorable. He's 54. And I gave him a hinge makeover because that's my favorite thing to do. I grabbed his hinge. I changed a few things. He had like, you know, looking for someone to have deep conversations with and, stare into each other's eyes. Like literally he had written that. And so I changed it a little bit because with Hinge, you can build a unique profile using their feature Hinge prompts and you can showcase your personality. But when you write like I'm looking to look in someone's eyes and blah, 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 it can be a little intimidating. So I like to help people to make a little more chill of a profile. So instead we change something like we'll get along if you love Italian food, you know, like keep it light and keep it fun. And that's what I love about Hinge is that you can do anything with it, but that's always my two cents is like, keep it light, keep it fun, you know, give them something to respond to, ask a question, like change the prompt into a question. Like tell me something I don't know about organic pasture raised eggs. I'm just reading the box in front of me, but you know what I'm saying, like give them something to respond to And if you're really looking for a meaningful relationship, you got to download Hinge today. You can meet someone great and then you delete Hinge when it feels just right. It's the app designed to be deleted for a reason. And it's the intentional dating app that actually works. So download Hinge today and check it out for yourself. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with former magazine editor and founder of Hotel Lobby Candle, Lindsay Silberman. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for making the time. I am so excited to finally meet you in person. And I'm so curious, what is your favorite romantic gesture?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I'm a big acts of service person. Mm -hmm. So any kind of service-related act, like literally taking out the garbage and basically just doing the shit that I don't want to do. Yeah. That is romance as far as I'm concerned. I agree with that. (laughs) And what is your current relationship status? I am married. I've been married for, we just celebrated, well, last year we celebrated our six-year anniversary. So this year will be seven. That's amazing. And like people don't realize how hard it is to be married for Almost seven years. Okay, try being married and also running a business together. Right. I feel like that's an entirely different, that, you know, that adds a whole other element of a wild card to the table. But yeah, it's like, it's, I'm, and we've known each other for 16 years. Yeah. So. Well, I was going to ask, so what's your story? Like, how did you guys meet? And so it's a very funny in. story. We both went to college together. We both went to Syracuse. He was a couple of years older didn't really know each other at the time in school, except that he worked at a bar that me and my friends would try to go to. And we were underage and he was kind of like an asshole who would check IDs and reject girls who weren't <laughs> 21. So I sort of only knew of him as that. And then, you know, fast forward to college spring break. It was my sophomore year, his senior year. We were in Mexico at a nightclub and I was at a table the Club was packed. I was at a table. There was literally like one open seat next to me. And apparently, as he says it, he saw me, he saw the open spot, and he just made a beeline to sit down next to me. And we hooked up that night. And, you know, it was like spring break. Also, he was a senior, like he was graduating in a few months. So I was like, okay, cool. It's nice to meet you. Like, have a good life. Yeah. See you. Like, maybe I'll like awkwardly bump into you a- on campus. And, now we've been married for six years. There's a there were a lot, a lot of things in between. Right. But, you know, the person that you think maybe, you know, is maybe gonna be your one night stand could end up being your husband. I love that. And I have to ask, when's your birthday and when is his? January thirty first is mine and his is September fifteenth. Oh, He's an Aquarius and a Virgo. Yeah. I love that. And it's really interesting. I'm not like super into astrology, but occasionally I'll post about him or things he does or whatever on Instagram. And everyone guessed that he was a Virgo. Like no one even talk about his birthday, but people are like, oh, that's Virgo energy. He's totally Virgo. And I realized that it was like all so accurate. He's just like very organized. And I'm just a little bit like all over the place, you know, more scattered and creative. creative, And he is, you know, that makes us in line, which I think makes us very compatible. Totally.
0: And you guys Part
1: of your story,
0: and this happens a lot with couples who knew each other for so long, who've been together for so long, is that you had broken up and gotten back together. When in your relationship was that? Was it
1: more than once? And kind of what brought you back? So we, you know, got together. It was like after the whole spring break thing, we ended up going back to school and... Reconnect, you know, reconnecting there and really enjoyed hanging out. But I also was just very hesitant because I was like, this literally makes no sense. You're moving to the city. I have two more years left and I was going to study abroad. So I was like, kind of adamantly against it. He was very persistent and eventually made me his girlfriend. And then we stayed together for two more years, like while I was all, you know, long distance, while I was in, in college and even when I went abroad. And then As it came time to graduation, and I was like, okay, I'm about to like start my big girl life now. It really freaked me out that I was in like such a serious relationship. I did in the back of my mind kind of see him as probably the person I would marry. Mm -hmm. But I also just like couldn't imagine being a person who went straight from a college relationship and like had no dating or life as an independent single person in New York, because I was moved to the city after college. So I was kind of like, I think that we need to take a break to sort of like reassess and see, not like see what else is out there, but kind of see what else is out there. And then decide if we think that this is like, it cuz to me i was like i don't know i think 21 22 is like really young
0: yeah
1: to get so serious or be so serious especially when i knew it had so much potential it kind of freaked me out so yeah we broke up he was not prepared for it and right. was not inter- he was like ready like for me to graduate college and move in together and i kind of like pulled the rug out from under him but i also was just like very insistent that i thought it was the right thing to do and I said, just give me like a month to find myself. And like, it actually ended up being three years. Oh, wow. And we went through various phases of like trying to be friends. And like, that didn't really work because we were obviously like yeah, romantic partners. So it was like weird to then all of a sudden backtrack to becoming friends because we were never really friends. And then we would go through periods where we like cold turkey, like, realized we couldn't talk to each other at all, it was just like not healthy. And eventually I'm the one who came crawling back. And it was like after three years, I felt like I dated a lot of people. I'd sort of seen what there was to see. And I realized that he was the best one all along. And I was just, I also had no idea if he was still single or not, because we really hadn't talked very much. Thankfully he was. And I said, I'm ready. He he would say to me at the time, like, you just tell me when you're ready and like, I'll be here. And I didn't believe it necessarily. But then I basically said, I'm ready. And he said, okay, let's do it. So then we got back together.
0: I love that for so many reasons. Well, first of all, how old were you when you came
1: back to him? So it was, I guess, three years after I graduated college. It was probably like 27 or so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 26. I mean, he still holds it over my head every single day to this day. It's literally been Ten years, but I let him have it. It's fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just I also love it because I feel like if you're going to break up and get back together, I think that the only way that it works, if it's is if it's from the woman doing it, because I feel like the man like men in general just have to be so sure. Mm-hmm. And he was clearly so sure. Yeah. But I feel like if the doubts come from like the guy's side. Oh, I would. It would. I would have never recovered. Totally, I would have been
1: like, okay, so that's you made your decision, right? Like, like if he strung you along, not saying that that's yeah, what you did, but oh like no, for three I, years, it would have been game over. Oh my for god, me, your friends would be like, Lindsay, yeah, he's it's just it's up over. And into you. Yeah. right, exactly, totally. But I mean, I try, I like try to explain rationally why, and even to this day, I say to him, "Aren't you so grateful that we like were able to just have that time to like do our own thing and?" I mean, he won't admit it, but obviously I think he realizes like we may not even be together and married to this day if we didn't have that period apart. I think it's so necessary. I yeah. mean, not just because you're an Aquarius who like <laughs> can't be tied down. Yeah. But also
0: because, you know, I hate like I'm watching Love Island right now. I don't know if
1: you watch. I, I
0: but like do. I hate when they do the tests, right? right? But at the same time I'm like, okay, well, now they're legit. Now they're going to survive Casa more, you know. Uh huh. And and you guys know yeah. that you can survive Casa more now. I
1: also think like that period of your life between like twenty two and twenty six, twenty seven. It's a very formative period. So much changes. You're like getting your first job, and then maybe you're moving on to your like second job. You're kind of climbing the career ladder, and Your friend groups might be changing. You're going out a lot because, you know, you're kind of like in that young, like fresh, just out of college. You know, you have that energy. So to be like tied down and serious with someone when there was just like so much, in my opinion, there was like so much out there. I don't know. I just felt like I would be doing myself a disservice and doing him a disservice. So I think we also both, like, changed a lot in those three years. And I'm so glad that, like, when we came back together at that point, I think we had both matured a lot and we both, like, knew what we wanted. And it was just so much better. I mean, he probably—I don't know if he, he would say that, but I think he he knows deep down. No,
0: I think 100%. Like, I think anyone listening to this who's, like, 30 or older, looking back at when they were 23, 24, 25, like, that was not— I. I could never have met the person for me then or been with the person
1: for me then right?
0: because I was not the person that I am now. Right. And like it just it never would have worked. So. And I
1: also was never the type of person that was like, oh, I like dying to get married, like need to find my husband, need to get married. I was kind of like, I'll just whatever. If it happens, it happens. If not, then it won't. I, you know, and I always knew that I would probably like be like one of the later people to get married or I just was never in a rush and because I just felt like I had a lot of other things in my life that I wanted to like do and experience and whatever before I like settled down with someone not that like really you settling down changes things that much but you know there's like a lot of life to live before that.
0: If you are having a summer of fuckets like I am when it comes to eating whatever you want, but then you kind of feel bad about it and you wish that you had been better to your body. Sakara's Flexible Signature Nutrition Program is the one for you. It makes it easy to plan nourishing, feel good meals around your packed summer calendar. If you have dinner plans all week, That's fine. You can sign up for the breakfasts and the lunches. If you're tired of the same takeout and you have plans for breakfasts and lunches, you can choose just the dinners and you can customize even further when you subscribe. The options are endless and catered to your taste and time. Plus, they released a new granola recently and it is fire, fire. So if you wanna embrace summer in a body that you love, feeling good, having all of the energy that you need to have fun with your friends, to do all the things that summer has to offer, to travel, you need to try Saqqara, especially if you haven't yet. Like, what are you doing? Saqqara delivers ready-to-eat plant-rich meals that help you look and feel your best, even during those weeks that you're entertaining friends or taking time to get away from it all. You can manage your weight, ease your bloat, and keep your energy levels high with science-backed, nutritionally designed meals that you will actually look forward to eating. I promise you." And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off of their first order when they go to sakara.com slash ACME or enter code ACME at checkout. Reminding you that Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their science-backed ready-to-eat meals deliver results you can see and feel from ease bloat and weight management to boosted energy and clearer skin. That's Sakara, dot com slash ACME to get 20% off of your first order. Sakara, Dot com slash Acme. So what are you waiting for? Just because it's summer doesn't mean everything is sunshine and rainbows. In fact, a lot of people feel really low during the summer. You're comparing your life to other people on social media. You're feeling all the resentments and all the things. And you know what? That's normal. I'm feeling it too. Like no matter what, no matter how happy I am and how great my life is, it's hard sometimes when you don't always feel mentally 100%. And that's why seeing a therapist is not something to be ashamed of. It's actually a tool that helps you be better in your life and better in your career. And if you don't know how to get started, Talkspace makes it so easy for you. It's convenient to find someone online. You don't have to go in person and it can work around your schedule. Talkspace lets you send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session and then you get to the session and you forget everything that you wanted to say and then you waste the session. No, that's not what it's like with Talkspace. Plus, it's affordable and in-network with most major insurers. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com Acme. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com Acme to get $80 off of your first month and show your support for the show. Don't be afraid to talk to someone. I know that at least one person in your life wants you to talk to someone. I certainly know that the people in my life are grateful that I talk to someone. So again, that's talkspace.com slash ACME. part of the reason that I'm so excited to talk to you is because you have a different perspective than we hear often Mm -hmm. on having kids. And I'm curious kind of the origin of that and if it originated with you, if it originated with Matt, your husband, or, you know, if it was a conversation that you guys came to this conclusion together.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. I think for me... I, as I was, you know, in my early twenties, I like certainly was not thinking about having kids then. I don't think a lot of maybe some people, but I, most of me and most of my friends were just focused on like ourselves and having fun and, and trying to like be successful in our jobs. And I think I definitely had some friends that would say, oh, they were like, couldn't wait to be a mom one day and loved, you know, loved kids or loved to like play with their nieces and nephews or cousins or whatever. And I just like never really felt that way. I was sort of, I've always sort of been a little indifferent about kids, which is kind of, I don't know, sometimes it feels like a bad thing to say, but it's just like the honest truth. And I never really felt that like maternal like pull to have kids. And so as I started to get older and as some of my friends started having kids or at least talking about it or trying, I was kind of like, "Hmm, okay, I wonder like when I'll start feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. And I like have this blog post. I have a blog and I have this whole blog post explaining how I just like spent so many years feeling so confused. Like, why don't I feel maternal? Why don't I have that like inherent urge to like be a mother? And I kept feeling like every birthday that would go by, I'd be like, oh, maybe this is the year I'm going to wake up and and decide I want to be a mom. Right. And I'm 36 (laughs) and up until this point still has not happened. And I think that what I'm coming to terms with and what I'm finding myself more and more comfortable with is like, that's okay. You know, I don't think it's not everyone. Maybe it isn't for everyone. And I don't know, maybe I'll feel differently in two years or four years and I'm leaving myself open to that possibility. But I just kind of am not putting pressure on myself to feel negatively or badly about, you know, not having that burning desire to be a mom that I know like a lot of people have. Right. It's so interesting because
0: I like I just to be transparent and like I think all of us, like most of us in society feel like you know that's the that's the step. Like right. you have kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so hearing you say that, I'm like, you know what? That makes complete sense. And like, why bring a child into a world where you don't want to? Right. Like, it's crazy that so many people do yeah. if they don't really want to. But then part of me is like, I can accept it for you 100. For like best friends of mine, who might say this to me, it's much harder for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm close. I'm curious what it's like with closer people in your life. But because I'm like, I know, like, I don't, obviously I don't really know you, yeah. but I really know my best friend. And like, I know that she's going to be such a great mom. And like, I know that like, you know, and of course, like, this is just my own projections onto yeah. her of, at the end of the For day. Sure. But I'm like, I just like want her to like have this great family. And it's like, But with you, I'm like, okay, sounds good, you (laughs) know? So what is it like for you, like, telling, you know, your followers and people who admire you versus, like, people who actually really know you? Yeah.
1: Well, I feel like with my friends, I've just always been so open, like— They kind of always laugh that like I was they were scared to like tell me that they were pregnant or something because and I now I we like laugh about it. But I'm like, guys, just because I don't necessarily know if I want kids, it doesn't mean I'm not going to be so excited for you. Like I love my friends and their and I think like I look at them and I just think they're like amazing moms and it's so cool and really like incredible to see how you know, like these people that I've known my whole life, like see them in a totally different light and see them really like leaning into being like an amazing mom. But I feel like they've always known that I've been like the one that just wasn't really into it so much. And so I think they probably would say, oh, you would be an amazing mom. And, And I probably would be like, I'm a very ambitious, dedicated person. So it's like usually whatever I do, I'm like going in hard 100%. So I probably would be a good mom, but I also like, I don't know if I want to be. So, right. and interestingly, when I have brought it up on Instagram or when I first started talking about it, I honestly almost had a hard time articulating it. I was like, I don't even know how to like explain it because I'm not like a hundred percent. I'm never going to have kids. I'm just saying like right now, it's, I'm still not feeling the pull. Mm-hmm. And I was so surprised how many people were like, "Oh my gosh, I've never been able to talk about this with anyone. I feel the same exact way. Like, this you're the first person I've ever heard of who's like actually said it out loud right. and you everything you said is exactly what I've been thinking." And and I first of all, I like was like, "Wow, okay, that's nice to not feel that I'm like the odd oddball that, you know, maybe there are actually more people than I thought that felt that way, but no one really talks about it." So, yeah, it was just like a little bit comforting. But and then in terms of my husband, it's weird, like looking back when we got together or whatever, we like truly never talked about kids having kids. And I think maybe it's because like both of us were sort of eh about we didn't know. So it just honestly never came up until probably when I started mentioning that I wanted to freeze my eggs. And he was like, oh, like, do you want to have kids one day? Like, are you doing that? Because like you would want to have kids. And I was like, well, and then I had explained, you know, female biology and how right. as you get older, it's not just like one day, you know, you could snap your fingers and I decide I'm 45, like it's not wouldn't be that easy. So then that'll it was like probably one of the first times it brought up the conversation, which is bizarre. But I guess the two of us, because neither of us are very passionate about like the parenthood thing. It probably just never came up. We were just, like, focusing on our relationship and ourselves. And Was that post-marriage? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's like, it seems so weird now thinking about it. I guess probably when we were, like, starting out or early on in our relationship, like, maybe we just said, oh, maybe one day we would have kids. But neither of us were like, we're going to get married and then, like, start trying after. Like, Mm -hmm. never even was a conversation. yeah. Yeah. And I guess in a way I was like kind of relieved that he felt sort of the same indifference that I did because I would, I don't like, don't know what I would have done if if my, maybe if my husband was like dying to have a family, like that would make me feel more inspired to Mm -hmm. change my mind about it or be open to it. But because he's not really either, we're both kind of like, all right, we're just like really happy with our lives now. So
0: Do you think that that would be different if you didn't have the baby that is your company?
1: That's a good question. I truly like we, we, you know, are a startup. We just launched a couple of years ago. Our 100% of our like blood, sweat and tears are into this like we're co-founders. It's like that is our child. So I feel like I can't even imagine there being room for like anything else at this point. But in a lot of ways, it does feel like we are like building and nurturing and growing this thing together. It's obviously not a human, but I don't know. I like I think that maybe for some people that is enough. And yeah.
0: Yeah, because I'm not saying that like women have babies because they don't have anything going on, because that's not what I'm saying. Right. But what I'm saying is like if you don't have anything going on, well, I,
1: like, I 100% you get what know, you're, what you're like, It's like, I think for a lot of people, it's just that's the next, like, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now you've done all the things you want. Now the next step is, like, now, like, what you have to, your next goal or whatever in life is to become a mom. And, like, that's, right. you know, your ne- the next thing. But I feel like I have a lot of things happening, and so I don't, like, have that itch to, like, go to that next like phase, I guess. Right. Yeah.
0: And the freezing eggs decision. Yeah.
1: That was just to have just in case we change our mind. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. exactly. So I had been like, maybe I talked to like a gynecologist or something about it. And I was always curious about it because I knew like even when I was 24, 25 years old, I was like, if I'm going to have kids, I'm definitely going to be like a late in life mom. Mm-hmm. I knew I was like, there's just, I was n- not in any rush, like like could not be like less interested in, in that idea, at least, at, you know, at 24, 25. So even at that age, I was like, hmm, I probably would be should be the type of person that freezes their eggs because I know it's going to be a long time for me, if at all. Right. And then, you know, I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And I was like intimidated by the conversation. I didn't even like know where to start. And then I feel like, As I got to my late 20s, that's when a lot of these like new facilities started launching Mm. that sort of like normalized egg freezing and the conversation around it. And I started seeing more people talk about it. And so then I started looking into it when I was, I think I did it when I was like 29 or, oh no, wait, maybe I was like 32 or something. I don't remember. It was around that time, 29, 30 is when I first started thinking about it. And then it took a few years for me to like actually do it.
0: Are you happy with your experience? Like did anything? Yeah. I
1: mean... mm -hmm. I do feel, and like, listen, it's obviously anyone who has gone through IVF or done like egg freezing or embryo freezing knows it's like never a guarantee. Right. But in a way, I feel like it did give me like a little peace of mind. Like, I think before that, I had always had this like, it was like weighing on me. Like every day I was like, oh my God, every day that goes by that I like still am not dying to get pregnant. I'm like, well, then really have to start thinking about it because the clock is ticking and that's like a shitty feeling to have. So I do think in a way it was freeing to sort of know that I like I took the steps and we like we froze embryos. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so if, you did both. No, just just embryos. I just oh, okay. I've been referring to it as egg freezing because like I feel like people just understand that better but sure embryo freezing I don't know
0: well so just to like break it down for anyone listening embryo freezing the chance of it working is a lot higher than egg freezing I think yeah that's so like if you have a life partner in your life and you know that it's someone that if you were to have kids you would have it with this person embryo freezing is like a better idea than egg freezing. But having
1: both options is great. Right. Right. They I think when I went, they suggest they said a lot of women do like both. Mm -hmm. It's like, God forbid, like divorce or who knows? I didn't decide to do both because after one round, I was like, I'm tapped out. Yeah. But yeah, like I think they encourage people to do both. And they also make you sign like an embryo prenup. Oh, my God. That was My husband was like, What the fuck is this? Like, he, he, like, what he was like, If you want, if you like think this is like a good idea to to like do, and you know, you know, the women's bodies and whatever, all that stuff more than I do. So, like, I'll support you. I'm, I'll, you know, I'll go to the appointments, whatever. And then it was like when it was the final like stage, and I was like, So, here's a piece of paper where we need to like say what we would do with them if either of us dies in a car (laughs) accident. Like, would you donate it to? Science? I'm like, would you donate it to science? Like, would you have it destroy Have them destroyed? He was like, this is so intense. But so intense. But I think it was like, what celebrity? There was some celebrity who had that. What's who is it? There's a, a celebrity who did embryo freezing yeah. and then got divorced from her husband, and then the ex husband was like basically trying to like fight for custody of the embryo. It was oh like a whole. God. And I think they hadn't figured out that whatever. That's in like advance so fucked up like I'm so sorry up, like I know this
0: is a woman who like needs the fucking embryo like yeah you can go make a million embryos with a million women uh-huh. but like th- the woman gets the em- I don't know what did yeah. you decide ultimately in the in the prenup
1: I don't even remember I think it was more just like yeah well it was like whatever he's like whatever you want to want to do it's yeah. up to you like, Right. but yeah I remember that being him being like like what am I? What is this? This is like so intense. Right. And I was like, just fill it out. Like think about it. Yeah. Talk about it, and then just like fill it out. Right.
0: As I mentioned, we were running around the hospital looking for a doctor, and it's not fun. It's really not. But what makes it so much easier is when you have a trusted resource where you know that the doctor is amazing, that you can read the patient reviews that you know that they take your insurance and then you don't have to go to a hospital and to an emergency room and wait for eight hours, but you can go make an appointment directly on ZocDoc and see that doctor right away. If you're somebody that is always thinking that something's going on and would really like to see the best top rated doctors or if you're just someone who hasn't seen your dentist in a few years and you need to make that appointment whatever it is ZocDoc has a doctor for you. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top rated patient reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance are located near you and treat almost any condition you're searching for. And you can do it within a matter of hours. If somebody is available, go to ZocDoc.com Acme and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then you can find and book a top rated doctor today. Everyone is always asking me, Do you know a good gyno? Do you know a good therapist? ZocDoc is where you find everything. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Acme. ZocDoc dot com slash Acme. Speaking of prenups, so you and your husband work together. What are your positions at Hotel Lobby?
1: So I'm the founder. He's my co-founder. We have like very different roles. I really oversee all of our creative, our marketing. I'm kind of the face of the brand. I, a lot of my followers on Instagram have now converted into fans of our candle brand. And he basically does like everything else, like operations, finance, product development. He it just keeps the business in line and keeps us from, from, keeps me from spending all of the money. Right, And, you know, it's like good to have like a financial, very responsible person. And then one who's like, totally off the wall and like has a million crazy ideas and wants to do everything. That's me. But yeah, that's how it works. And he left his job to come do it with me full time. And I was really nervous. I mean, I knew it would like bring a very different dynamic to our relationship working together. But I got God bless him. And like, I just feel like we know how to work with each other. We just known each other for so long. And we're both like pretty easygoing people we are both equally ambitious and like hardcore about running our business, but also we are, we compromise, you know, he lets me like do my thing. And I know that there are certain things I can only push so far on and then he has to like, keep it, keep the reins tight. So um, it works. But I think every day, like, you have to be a very, very strong couple to do a startup together. Oh, my God. I because it's also like there's imagine. no, we, have, we don't have kids. So, like, mm-hmm. all we ever do is, like, talk about right work stuff. And then sometimes we'll be like, okay, let's, like, not talk about the business or work stuff. And then we always end up talking about it anyway. But honestly, it's because we're, like, passionate and excited and we're building this thing together. And it's, like, really exciting. You know, we're growing fast and And it's nice to be able to like share in that with the person that you like live with. And you're like building, you know, like a future together through that. So it would feel weird to me if it was if I was like doing it with anyone else. Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Because you guys are married and you are in business together. I'm so curious because I don't think I've ever asked anyone this who is married and in business together. I am assuming you have a prenup
1: because you have to because you're in business together. Mm-mm. No, no. I mean, we started so much. Do you have like a business contract? We have, yeah, we have. Yeah. I mean, we have, we're both like 50 50 owners. Of right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, because we started it like so much, much into our marriage, right. it kind of never really came up. Yeah. I think if I, trust me, yeah, if i had started, yeah, yeah, yeah. Started it before. Right, right. And it was like. Have. Super successful. Totally. there totally would have been one in place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's never too late to like right. to go back.
0: Yeah, I, I don't have a prenup in my marriage, yeah. and like people all the
1: time are like, "Oh, are you sure?" Yeah, and like yeah. <laughs> I feel like when we got married, we were both just like totally. You know, we were both kind of bringing the same to the marriage, mm-hmm. and now you know we have been working hard and like building this company, sure. and yeah, we're we're just like in it together. So yeah, yeah, I love it.
0: Okay, a few more questions came in about the decision to not have kids
1: because people are obsessed. Um, I was wondering, I saw you put up that question box. I was like, hmm, I wonder if like anyone actually will ask questions. Oh no, people did. But I think even just based on, you know, when I post about it, and I don't know like what age, I'm guessing your audience is probably my age or younger. Right. But I'm always surprised how many people, people literally find my blog post on Google by Mm. Googling, will I regret the decision to not have kids? And my... Blog post comes up was one of the first things, and so people will message me on Instagram who like don't follow me, like have no idea who I am other than person whose blog read they read and say, "Oh my god, I can't believe how much this resonated with me." Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I've had a friend ask me, you know, how do you know that you want to have kids? Because because I want to have.
1: I feel like I've asked my friends that too. Right,
0: and I feel like this is the same as like. Some, if a friend came to me and they're like, how do you know your husband's the one? Right.
1: I'm like, well, your husband's probably not the one
0: right? because you're asking me that.
1: <laughs> so if you're asking me how I know I want to have kids or right, not, right, you should probably think about not having so kids. So do you have friends that are the same or people that at one time felt I, that way? I have a, I have the friend that I mentioned that asked me that
0: question, mm-hmm. um, but she's not in a relationship. Right. Um, so she doesn't have to really think about that just this moment. Unless she wants to, like, freeze her eggs. Yeah. And I have a friend who is, like, a little indifferent, Mm -hmm. like, as well. I think similar to you, like, if her husband, like, was more adamant about it, like, she might be too. Right. But they also, like, love their lifestyle. And that's something, like, they just got a dog. And that's something I'm actually curious. Yeah. Like, what—obviously, this is, like, an invasive question, but, like, here we are. Yeah. Like, what are you guys— You know, what are the top things you spend money on since like, you know, you don't have kids?
1: Yeah, we are big travelers. Yeah, we kind of that is like our that's where we're spending our money, like nice vacations. I like buy myself nice things. I don't you know, I we have we own an apartment and we have a second apartment. So we no pets. Oh, no, we actually have a dog. Oh, we have a little wiener dog named Pierre. He's very cute. So we spend time and money on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we have an apartment in New York and an apartment in Miami. So we are snowbirds, basically. Um, and yeah, we are we live a very untethered lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I mean, we our business, we can kind of work from anywhere. So we tomorrow said, oh, we want to just like, get up and go to Paris or something, which we like, I feel like we don't actually even do we don't take advantage of it that much because we're too like, you know, in with our work stuff but yeah we're pretty untethered which is like a good feeling and I think that's also part of what freaks me out about the idea of like not having I've been so used to that like freedom for so long and I don't know if it's selfish or or just like the feeling of freedom like it it, I don't know it freaks me out to like not be able to be that way because I've always just been kind of free and just doing doing what I want yeah you mentioned before like a lot of your friends have kids how do you not feel
0: like left out at all? And and more importantly, like, has it affected any of your friendships? Because I feel like even now I have some friends who have like two kids or I'm 32 and I have two like friends that have kids already mm-hmm. and like are already in the suburbs. Yeah. And like I would be lying if I said that didn't affect our friendship. Yeah. Like just not being at that point
1: yet. Yeah. So have you felt that in any of your friendships? So I actually have a couple of friends that have three kids. Like, to the point where if I ever had kids, like, theirs will probably be in college by the oh time. My God. <laughs> it's like they would be, I mean, it's it's really crazy. But I have to give my friends a lot of credit because they, like, have all maintained, like, the friendship and, like, their individuality and, you know, their fun spirit and all of that. And it ha- I feel like none of them have really changed since, like, they had kids. And obviously, it affects our relationships just in a, like, scheduling capacity. And, like, it's, like, kind of hard to, like, get everyone together. But Mm -hmm. I have, like, a really big group of girlfriends from college. And, like, even just, like, two weeks ago, we, like, had a big girls' night out. And, like, everyone came. And, you know, it's—I don't talk to everyone as much as maybe we did before when everyone had— But, like, in a way, I feel like we're now— a lot of us are at a point in our lives where, like, we all have a lot going on. Like, it's really busy. I'm Having kids is a whole— Other world of having things going on, so and I like totally respect that. It's like sometimes if we try to make plans or if friends can't make it, because I'm like I, I I totally understand. Like I'm not would never like be like disappointed, you know. I think I think a hard it's a hard pill to swallow when you graduate college and then your friends start like getting married. That's like the first one, right? Because then it's like especially if you're single and you're like, oh well, what happened to like fun crew that goes out every Friday and Saturday night and goes out for happy hour during the week slowly like that crew dwindles off. And then it's like you have to struggle with that transition. I remember that transition being hard for me and like some of my other friends. We were like, wait, like I thought we were all going to just be like single and partying together forever. Yeah. And then when like that doesn't happen, then you kind of like start to accept that. And then it's sort of the same thing happens when your friends are having kids and they move to the suburbs and you know, like life changes a little bit. And I think it's just about how you adapt to it. And you, I think there's also like an acceptance period where it's like, you know, it's never going to be what it was when everyone is young and single at the same time. And that's OK. It's like we evolve in life and things change. And I think if you're you value like the strength of your friendships and your time you spend together. It's like you spend probably less time together, but the time that you do spend together is more, more valuable. But I will say that's I'm sure not the case for everyone. I think I'm lucky to have girlfriends who like value their time with their girlfriends yeah. and without their kids. So, and then of course the ones that have kids all have play dates with all the kids, and I don't feel left out at all. I'm like you guys go do you. Doesn't really interest me. I like went to a couple of the birthday parties in the beginning, and now I'm like, all right, I think yeah, you can, you I can think skip. I'm, I'm out of, mm-hmm. I'm no longer attending the birthday parties. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, but
0: is there any like resentment about like you know when someone has a kid, you have to like send them a gift, and you have to like do this, and yeah. it's like, don't you ever feel like you're constantly just like buying gifts for people's kids? And it's like, are they buying? hotel lobby candles for I mean, you? And, you know, like, honestly,
1: they are they are supporting me in the business, so yeah. I'm fine with that. But I, th- I kind of think it was like in the beginning, it felt like, oh, my God, like there's so many kids and a first birthday and now there's a second kid and another. But I don't know. I think it gets to a point where like, I don't think my friends expect like they're, you know, they have three kids. All three have birthdays. I'm going to send a gift for them. I mean, me- maybe I should be. I don't know. But yeah. I kind of think it's like the expectation is not really. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's overwhelming.
0: Okay. So this one is really important, I feel. And this can be the last one. And then we'll do some rapid fire. But somebody asked for tips for dating as a woman who doesn't want kids and when to bring it up, assuming that you have other friends who aren't married, who don't want want kids or like, you know, putting yourself
1: in the position of someone right now, if you were single and you had the
0: same sentiment.
1: That's such a, I mean, that's such an interesting question because it's it's actually like not something I had to deal with because I think even if I'm, when I was in my early twenties I wasn't you know when I was dating or even with my now husband I don't think I was so I think if if I was on a date with a guy and they said how do you feel about having kids I probably would have been like yeah like maybe one day but I think for someone who is like a hundred percent it is not for me like I think you kind of have to be I I think it's like not a first date conversation but I right. think. If you once you start to get serious with someone and maybe to see them see them as a potential partner um, in life I think it's just you bring it up because if you don't like what's the alternative you end up in a long-term relationship and then and I've actually seen relationships I think like my husband a friend or two they had had long-term relationships that ended because they were together for many years they kind of were at a standstill with the kids thing and it just didn't make sense to continue if one person in the relationship really wants it and the other one doesn't like it's very hard to find a medium there there's no like in between there's not like oh you can kind of have kids or right, not right but I think it's just like honesty like transparency and being up front and listen like I think you just need to be co- so confident in that decision that it's like if the guy is into it or the girl whoever you're dating loves you and they don't feel as strongly then like you know and nothing will change. And if they feel strongly, then maybe that that's just like not the person for you and that's okay.
0: Right. I'm curious in your husband's friend situation, was it the man or the woman who didn't I want I think
1: kids? there was like t- an example of each. Okay. I think one was the woman wanted kids and the guy didn't. And then there was another one where I think it was the guy wanted kids and the girl didn't. I
0: feel like so many times women think that they can convince the man to want kids. Yeah. But the other way around does
1: not work. Like, you cannot
0: convince a woman who doesn't want kids to, like, get pregnant and give
1: birth. For sure. Like I think it's like if a woman is saying that she's, like— wants to be child-free, like, she wants to be child-free. Right. There's no, you know, you don't say that, like, lightly. Right, exactly. Um, But I feel like men, and I
0: personally think this is a toxic thing, to be like, oh, no, he'll change because of the kid. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of women will say that, and what I have heard is that, like, once a man is holding a child, like, it's a different feeling than, like, when one's on the way or, like, talking about it. I'm sure. But I still don't think that that, like, You don't half-ass, like, being a dad. Like Totally. You have to be so excited about
1: that, I Yeah, I think, I mean, it just, like, I think it requires, like, a big conversation, you know? Right. I also think if you guys, like, if you're unsure, the husband is unsure, and you are together, or your boyfriend, whatever, and you get together, then, like, it becomes something that you kind of make a decision about together in a way, or you, like, work through it together. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah.
0: Okay, we're going to do some rapid fire questions. I feel like there
1: are some in here about kids actually funny enough, but let's see. It's so funny because it's like the topic of kids is just like not something I, you know, not something I usually like talk about other right. than when it comes up. Uh-huh. But I think I feel like for the purpose of this podcast, I like hope it's helpful to oh some Oh my God, people. it's going to be yeah. the
0: most helpful. Do you feel pressure? So these are just like yes or no questions yeah. basically. Do you feel pressure to eat on the same
1: schedule as your partner? Yes or no? No. Mm-hmm. I honestly sometimes eat dinner at like 11 p.m. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in something you're, you fend for yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm busy.
0: I feel like when it's a new relationship, it's harder, but. Yes. Yeah. 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 When, you, okay, you had a bad falling out with a friend. Do you remove them on social media, mute them, or don't do anything?
1: Mm, I'd probably do nothing. Mm hmm.
0: You're dating your significant other for two years. You looked at their hidden photo album and you saw photos and combos of an ex from five years ago that he said he deleted. Is that sus or should you just not have gone looking for what you don't want to find?
1: Ooh. Okay, so you're dating the guy now Mm -hmm. and it's like screenshots from five years ago? Yeah, like photos. I don't think I'd care. Yeah. Eh, It was so long. If it was recent. It's like, don't go in someone's hidden folder. Don't go through someone's phone. Right. I mean, it's a little odd, but like maybe he didn't even know that it was there.
0: I'm sure he knew, but it's also (laughs) like we all keep some sort of like keepsake from something in our lives. You're dating officially for six months and he doesn't post you on story or Instagram, even
1: though he stories a good amount. Red flag or deal breaker? (sighs) I can't decide whether that would bother me or maybe, maybe it's just like, you know, trying to be like mystery. Like, I feel like a lot of girls do that. They like won't post their man if they just like wanted to be a little mysterious.
0: Yeah. But like you've been dating for six months. They're your boyfriend for six months. <laughs>
1: okay. I guess, I guess me, I'm thinking if you're like a public figure yeah, or something, yeah. all right. If you're a regular person, it's probably a little weird. Yeah. I would, I would definitely just call it out. I'd be like, well, like what's wrong with me? Right. Trying like why are you hiding?
0: <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had your friend call you to get out of a date? Yes or no? Yes. Should you give it a shot? Okay, this is a kid's one. Should you give it a shot if male partner definitely wants kids and female is mostly sure that she
1: doesn't want kids? Yes or no? It's hard. It's like not a yes or no because it's like mostly sure. Like how far on the scale are you? I don't know. Maybe give it a shot, but talk about it. Yeah. Is it ever acceptable for
0: a guy to approach a woman on the street when she's wearing AirPods to hit on her?
1: Is he hot? I think that's really the answer. (laughs) If not, then no, like don't talk to me.
0: Do you feel pressure to not wear the same wedding guest dress twice? Yes or no? Oh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. As long as you're not posting. Yeah. (laughs) Also like, you know, spread them out. Yeah. Would you tell your girlfriend if she had a mustache? Yes or no?
1: (laughs) Does this make me a bad friend? But I don't think I would say it.
0: I don't think, it, I actually think it makes you like a nice, because you don't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't think I'd say it. It
0: depends on the friend. Like I have some friends that I could say anything to. Right. And I have some friends that are more sensitive. Yes, exactly. You got to know like the person. Yeah. After hibachi, are you extremely full or still hungry?
1: Like so full that I can't move. Like in a Really? Coma. Yeah. I feel like I'm always still hungry.
0: <laughs> okay. This is very topical, but do you think Jonah Hill's texts to his ex were controlling? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they were vile. Crazy. At what point is still not being over an ex weird slash problematic? Six months, nine months, a year, or two years? Don't
1: well, they say it's, like, the length of time that you're half dating. the time yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think if you're not over them in six months, I actually think that's problematic. Yeah, that, that, that does. Like, today. That, yeah. Like, if we're, like, up. it's a high school boyfriend, like, it right. takes a while, but, like. Yeah, six gotta, months feels like. You gotta
1: get over it. Yeah. Like. But of Unless course, it was easier is right. that than right. Yeah, 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 of like course. trauma. trauma yeah, always exceptions. Always exceptions.
0: Getting a house with friends for a weekend. Do those who end up with less ideal sleeping conditions, like are in a bunk bed or have to sleep on a couch, pay less than those who get a room? Or should everyone pay equally?
1: I think everyone pays equally, but the people with better rooms, like, get a few rounds of drinks extra. Yeah, that's Nice. Or they just like offer to pay more.
0: Right. Okay. This is a great one to end on. Do you know any babies slash toddlers who don't ever have meltdowns? Yes or no?
1: No. I've never (laughs) met one. I feel like if I had met one, then maybe I'd feel different. I'm
0: dead. That's amazing. Lindsay, this has been so fun. Can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice? Something that you like or have
1: heard through the years? Mm. Oh, my gosh karma's a bitch. <laughs> oh, I love that. I just woke up a big believer in karma. Yeah, and you yeah. know, I, I just was thinking about that because my Uber driver on the way here was so nice. Yeah. And he gave me a little shortcut away that he dropped me off. And he said, you know, I could have made more money if I kept you in the car like and most Uber drivers would and drove around the block and sat in traffic and that would have made me more money. But I believe that the person up there um, rewards people who are good and Like, and that's why I, you know, I decided not to whatever. And I was like, you're right, sir. And I believe that. I love that. And that was why that was on my mind. I don't actually have any like, I'm not harboring any ill will. No, of course. But like, yeah, karma is a bitch. Yeah. I I love it. Where can everybody find you, follow you, buy hotel lobby, candle, all the things? So my Instagram handle is at Lindsay Silb. My blog that I had mentioned is lindsaysilberman.com. And my brand, Hotel Lobby Candle, which are candles inspired by luxury five star hotels, were sold at Neiman Marcus. We're sold on our website, hotellobbycandle.com, and our Instagram is Hotel Lobby Candle. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.